0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Six Rings podcast. Fair warning here. Fitzy, well, Fitzy fitzy this thing up. Uh, his microphone doesn't sound all that great, but please bear with us. Fourier and Andy give you some wonderful, wonderful nuggets and insight into the Patriots preseason and mini camps. So please enjoy the episode and go make fun of Fitzy on Twitter because we all love to do that. This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X. The Z. Vertical route. I love football, man. With your host, Andy
1: Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question,
0: Andy Hart, please.
1: Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely
2: not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside.
0: And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. Hello again, Pats
2: Pals and Foxborough friends, and we welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a podcast presentation of WEI, weei.com and Odyssey Sports. I'm your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined today by my guys, my Patriots, talk partner extraordinaire, the one and only Andy Jumbo Hart, and joining us, special guest, For today's training camp 2022 preview, two-time Super Bowl champion WEEI colleague, bon vivant, gentle friend extraordinaire, the one and only Foyer, Christian Foyer's is in the house. (laughs) What's up, guys? (laughs) Hello, everybody. What's up, Andy?
1: Hi, Foyer. Glad you got your microphone working.
2: If anyone who is listening to this now or anyone who happens to be watching because we're recording live to the old Fitzy GFY socials, if anyone listening to this has any idea the Herculean task it was, just getting Christian Fourier to friggin' unmute his microphone so we could record this little vignette, this cameo for training camp, my God.
3: You know what? A good craftsman never blames his tools, and I feel like that's what you're doing to me right now. Like you're, it's, it's, it's the user, user error. It's you, you're the, you're the guy, you're the guy from Tron that controls. Okay. Okay. Christian,
2: to put it in training camp terms right now, you have failed the conditioning test and I'm having you run 10 extra gassers in Hills after practice today.
3: Can we just like, like, first of all, like I was, I was just going (laughs) back and forth with a a buddy of mine about camp, about like, you know, camp, like NFL camp, first of all, it's very misleading. There's nothing. Okay. There's nothing camp esque about like NFL camp. Like they go, hey, summer camp. It's gonna be fun. We're like, <laughs> s'mores and swimming in the lake and you know hanging out, playing baseball, go canoeing.
2: Like, That's you know, where my nine year old is right now. My oldest son Thomas is currently at a day camp where he literally plays like mini golf, basketball, goes canoeing uh does crafts s'mores burgers like it's a nine or ten it's my dream actually and i think training camp as you as you describe it and lived it for so many years is literally the exact opposite well it isn't as much as it used to be not to be the
3: get off my lawn guy but it is funny like how like sometimes like a lot of the vets don't even have to stay in in, in the hotel forget about a dorm room at some random college in the middle of nowhere It's just so easy now, and there's no padded practices. Like I don't know, Andy. Maybe you can help me. Like I think there's like 13 total padded practices for the entire year, not camp, the entire year. So if you you could literally use up all your padded practices in camp and never be in pads ever again, due to the collective bargaining agreement that the that the players so you know so graciously afforded all those uh you know players. But it's just it's easy now. It's real easy. You can recover from injury. You can uh, you can stay healthy the entire time. You can always stay ahead of like the soreness that comes with camp because you're just not banging. You don't you don't have two days. You're not dehydrated. You're not losing weight. You're sleeping at home in most cases. I mean, maybe it is more like camp now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you now it is, it's more like camp.
3: Yeah,
1: it's funny because Bill was asked in his his pre-training camp Zoom today about apparently this is like the 20, 20th anniversary, I guess, of the last Bryant training camp. That they had a traditional stay in a dorm, you're there all the time kind of atmosphere, eating the cafeteria. Do you, do you think anything is lost with what you're talking about that there's no more double sessions? There's no more of that camp bonding because we're all in this hell together in a sweaty, hot dorm room on some small college. Is there any negative or is this just the evolution and like that was stupid, not sure why we ever did it that way anyway?
3: No, and, and I was a part of that. My first year here was the last year at Bryant, so I got to experience that before they moved everyone to the residence inn.
2: Holy for you. in. Holy smokes, you, Your first year, you catch Brady's first—you catch yeah. Brady's first touchdown pass at the new stadium. You christen the new stadium. You're part of the last year at camp. You win Super Bowls in two of your four years of the team. Holy shit! What a run.
3: Well, yeah, but the Bryant experience was less memorable than in, any of the other things. <laughs> <that was> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but i of like, I. Uh, I feel like there isn't, I didn't become closer. Like being away at camp did not force me to be closer with my teammates as opposed to actually just being closer to our practice facility. Like, I don't think they say that's why they do it. But the reality is, a lot of teams did this because they didn't have the ability to hold camp with so many players and so many, like, you know, uh, fans. They, so they went to another college that all the teams went to another college they used their stadiums for like prep games. They, they, they had like lots of dorm rooms, lots of space and just lots of access to different things. And that's why you went away. That's, that's the reality of it. The bonding thing is so overrated. I never became closer to somebody on the team because I was stuck in camp with them. Like never, never like the, it's like, I never was like, you know, had a closer bond based on a shared like miserable experience that, actually pay
2: dividends in week 10 It doesn't exist it it's all fake so you and Ted Washington or you and Larry Izzo never became bros because you guys were dehydrated next to each other after like your seventh straight two a day wondering if the hell on earth you were going through whatever end
3: no I never did like those bonds <laughs> happened like I didn't but most of those bonds I always thought like happened during the season just in just on the bus, road trips, like that type of thing, you know, like not necessarily. Hey, like being at Bryant College, and because once you once you get out of meetings, everyone just goes to their room. Like you know, your meetings used to end like at 10 o'clock at night. Curfew was at eleven, and then you had to wake up like at six thirty a.m. You know, to get to breakfast, and then get to, uh, to rehab, and then get to get dressed, and then practice would start at like eight thirty nine. So everyone just wanted to hurry up and get back to their rooms. And just watch TV, or whatever you know, illegal Xbox machine they had to watch porn. Like that's what everybody <laughs> did. Yeah. Everybody uh, the paint,
2: they past players watching scrambled porn, just like the rest of us on the road. <laughs> was, I Saw a nipple. That was yeah. a nipple. <laughs> I
3: think I can see it if I if I close one eye. It's like, if I just, yeah. <laughs> if I just get closer.
2: Wait, but you guys are really out there, like like you said, like now there's like 11, like I think it was Kevin O'Connell, uh, Andy, the new Vikings coach, who said like we're going to only have like 11 full contact practices or whatever. And, uh, oh, yeah,
1: they, it's way different. That's, that's the one thing I would question because I think you're right, Christian, some of that is fake. Some of it was forced, the whole bonding and group. Band of brothers, yeah. Yeah, but I do question – Like, I know uh, Brandon Staley, when he went to the Chargers, like, they were super no-contact, no, you know, veterans don't even play in preseason games. Our whole plan is to just, like, ease guys into it. It's like online shopping now, a contactless experience. Right, except (sighs) it's a contact sport. And I do wonder, (sighs) to some degree, if the lack of hitting in pads plays a role just in guys being ready. Like, if you're a college player – and you come in, and you only get a couple chances to actually hit in a couple preseason games, and maybe it's only a couple series. I don't know if you're really prepared for the speed and the physicality of regular season action. I think there's something lost yeah. there. Chris.
3: I would I would agree with you because I, as as like as an older guy, you 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 don't need as much. Like your technique is you just needs like you know some fine tuning. But as a rookie, there's so many changes. I was just thinking about like first of all, it's the speed is just – it's such a dramatic difference from college to pros. It's just remarkable. Then, all these guys, let's just say, like, you're an offensive lineman, you're a tight end, you're a linebacker, you're a defensive back covering a wide receiver. Like, the vets, if they're good, are so, like, technique savvy. They're so aware of the drills. You know, they'll cheat the drills. They kind of know what the plays are. So for and then they're just quicker than you because they're just they, they know they, they know not to, you know, fall asleep. They know to be have their you know have, be ready. So 90 percent of the time you're losing before the ball's even snapped. And then you can't even work on your technique. So the one thing that I always I used, used to hate slash love was that, you know, two day practices for, you know, whatever, two weeks you would do the you would stretch, do whatever. And it would be one on one versus the linebackers. Uh, linebackers linemen would do one-on-one versus the defensive tackles like it was each side hated it because I knew what your moves were you knew where mine were and then we but you were forced to attack each other and really just go after it that helped me so much especially like when you played against really good players like you know when I when I came to New England it was you know Rabel it was like you know Roland Pfeiffer there was a lot of good edge players that were really good technique guy. So I remember Dan Graham struggling. Like he just could not figure it out. He was getting just whooped. But then the next year he was whooping them. Like it was a complete, it was, because he was just a great blocker in college, but the NFL, they just, they know how to leverage you. They know how to take away your strength. And nothing that he was good at in college translated the first year. So long-winded answer, Andy, like I agree with you. Like for the younger players, even the second-year players, you need multiple reps. You need to overdo it, and that then it sticks.
2: Uh, I know we only got you for another couple of minutes, and I could just spend a half, another half an hour talking about how the NFL's gotten soft and how probably the lack of contact during training camp um, has made the first month of the season kind of sloppy, which is like an extended training camp. And while you try to make up for it with some of these coordinated or group practices, like – Pat, who is it this year it's and raiders and uh they're eighties and they have one or two other teams they're doing coordinated practices with right um yeah yeah. Panthers, yeah. Eagles? yeah 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 usually it's the eagles maybe panthers too like that helps make up for it but um just because i know we only get you for another couple minutes um well i'll give and, you an extra five because
3: i was i had so much trouble you like sure okay good. good um
2: yeah so, go uh, ahead. All right, so what? Give me let's let's hearken back to the good old days of a uh, story time on ineligible speakers, or when we do it on NBC Sports Boston. Give us, uh, I don't know, one of Fourier's uh, favorite training camp memories, whether it was with the Seahawks or somewhere else, or with the Patriots, like a good old Grizzly Belichick training camp nugget.
3: But see, here's the thing: like, I don't really like my stores are about like hating it and suffering and, like, <laughs> it. like there's nothing not really like you know the best day when we left like when we left <laughs> I mean, like it was like guys could not pack their cars quick enough like it was amazing like uh you know the thing like all the stores are usually like nasty or <laughs> like 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 so guys were they became so just lazy and nobody wanted to get out of bed that they used to, instead of getting up and going to the bathroom which was down the hall okay now you're a millionaire you used to going into your expensive bathroom and just going they would they would pee in their gary bottles and then some guys wouldn't throw them away some guys would dump them in the trash some guys would leave them in their room like three oh. or four bottles this is not oh, what are we I'm doing any of this up what are we it, doing it, it, it was just like some of the things that guys did out of just sheer, like, um, just laziness, you know, and fatigue, like, right? Like, okay. If I can conserve as much energy as possible, I'm just, I'm not going to get up. I'm just going to lean over and pee in a Gatorade bottle. Like, like it's stuff like, uh, uh, like back in the day, like if you lived on one of these dorms in the college, not at Bryant college, you were allowed to, uh, bring golf carts. And guys, at some place, at some, they would they would turn their golf carts into NASCARs. They would all have numbers on them and stuff like that. They'd paint the sides of them. And then there was always one guy that knew how to take the governor off. So these were not your golf course like golf carts. Like these were supercharged, like terrible brakes that went way too fast. And guys were always falling out of them. Guys were all there was always too many guys on the golf cart. <laughs> guys would get these motorized scooters. Like it, the ingenuity that, like, went into like you know getting through camp. I thought was always kind of interesting. You know, like just just whatever you could do to take yourself away from the fact that you were in some small town with crappy air conditioning, a terrible bed, and like food that got boring after the first day.
2: It sounds like a combination of Jackass and National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah. I love it.
3: Those, those are those things were funny, but, but again, like once the season starts. You're just happy you're not there anymore. Like you're literally so happy that you never have to go back there for another year. It's just like everybody's in a good
1: mood. Did you have a roommate in 2002, at Bryant?
3: Ah, uh, see, I know you myself. I no, no roommate in 2002. No roommate in 2002. Everybody had their own room. I do remember like this was obviously the year after they won the Super Bowl, and I remember Adam Vinatieri was on my floor. And it was on the ground floor. I remember, like, security had to get involved because, like, all these, like, fans were trying to get into his room. Like, you're, like, knocking on it in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know how they knew where he was. But I remember, like, he had the worst situation. Like, you know, Super Bowl hero, you know, all over the place. Uh, and next thing you know, he's on the ground floor in some dorm at Bryant. Like, because I, I remember, yeah, like, sitting there going, dude, like, do you sleep? But it's not like he had to sleep anyways. He wasn't doing anything.
2: Um, oh, so, uh but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh, knowing Adam Vinatieri had to be men and women, Andy.
1: Men and women, right? Oh, yes. definitely. Definitely.
2: Definitely. definitely. Uh, <laughs> all right, before you go, let's uh, let's just get a couple quick uh, thoughts on Pat's Camp 2022. Um, Christian Fourier, your biggest concern and or what do you believe is the biggest storyline as Camp 2022 for your Patriots begins?
3: I-, I think it's the same that I think everybody has, and it's like the offense— Who's forget about who's calling the plays, who's in charge of the offensive room. Like who, who is, who is, and it can't be the head coach. Where does the buck stop? Like when I don't know what's going on, if I have an ultimate question, like who is the last line of defense? Like who's gives the final answer? Like, who am I going to? That's what I need to know. I need to know what, if I have a serious question, I can't go to my position coach. I need to go to who, how do you want this run? What are we trying to achieve? That to me, it's, I've just never seen anything like it, and uh, I, and as an older player, I I need some direction. You know, I'm just I just I need to know what's going on. And going from Josh McDaniels, the one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL for a long period of time, even if you had a really good established offensive coordinator, I think it's a step down. But going to the guys that you have in that room is to me is is a liability. I just believe it is i'm not going to think anything differently uh, i'm sure i i i think I'm, they're i'm sure they're great coaches uh, at, at, at certain aspects and you know developing players who the hell knows but running an offense in my opinion is a little bit more challenging and it comes with a little bit more stress and a little bit more tougher circumstances and and you're dealing with a young quarterback who seems like he should be in charge like ultimately he should be the last line of defense but it's the offense for me and who's calling the plays
1: So let's stick to talent and on-field and give me both ends of the spectrum. If the Patriots overachieve and are better than most people think, what will the on-field reason be? And if they underachieve and are worse than some people think, what will the on-field reason be?
3: Well, I think if they overachieve, I think the defense actually is better than people give them credit for. I think that's the – I mean, it would go all over the place, but I think the defense is, to me, is going to be a big issue. As far as their ability just to slow down some of the high-flying teams in the AFC East, forget about the rest of the league. So if they overachieve and they make the playoffs, it's because the defense played you know better than we expected. They made they got bigger stops than we expected. Young players who you didn't know their name beforehand ended up being starters and were you know you know major contributors. You know, and if they and if and if they fail and they uh, they don't live up to it, I still think it's the defense's fault. I think you're going to be for the most part okay. On offense, but I, you know, and they're getting all the attention. I still think they'll be okay because they, I think they have better weapons than people are giving them credit for. I think ultimately, Mac Jones will have the ability to overcome his coaching, which I think is the key to playing the NFL. Like overcome your coaching. Um, but I think defensively is not defense is not getting enough attention based on which I think their issues are going to be ultimately. I just. I just don't know. I don't see a guy on that team, on that defense, that I say, "Oh crap, I better study a little extra." You know, I gotta have the Kyler Murray four-hour rule. I better study a little extra on my own. <laughs> oh my god!
2: I, 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 as if I didn't already hate that contract enough. Now that they had to embed a four-hour study rule to make him do his homework to earn his friggin' forty-six point one million dollars a year. God, do you want to talk about going soft, Christian? Jesus mercy and Joseph on right. Amazing. Oh my god, it makes me so amazing. mad. Um, all right, last that's a good one.
3: question, Andy. I like that question. I'm going to steal it today.
2: Yeah, that's definitely going to be on the air later today, so we'll look forward to highlights of that on uh, WEI. Last one, uh, a name that pops for the right reasons and a name that pops for the wrong reasons this camp.
3: Ooh, okay.
2: So a name that pops for the wrong,
3: Malcolm Butler. I think, I, yeah, I think, um, I'm not buying it, Fitzy. Like, there's a lot of goodwill oh. and love and memories with him, but, man, he didn't play great before we retire, what makes you think he's gonna play great coming back after a year off? I think that's gonna be a I think that's ultimately gonna be a sad story. Um it's like the Isaiah Thomas of the NFL. Um oh, and oh. I actually think um what was the so, so for the? and who pops for the right reasons. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go John U. Smith. I'm gonna take Andy Hart's guy. <laughs> oh Andy, Andy. she's a little premature <laughs> Last year it was a little premature, uh, and that was his guy. I, I'm glad I waited. I bought, I'm bought. i buying low on John New Smith, and I think it'll pay off. It's a penny stock. List. That's right. It's yep. Penny stock, yeah. Nice. <laughs> he had to sell it. He has to flash sale it.
2: <laughs> All right. You can follow him on the Tweet Machine, at Christian Fourier, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday, except when he's on vacation. Then either Andy or I have to fill in uh, for him on the show. The one the only, our buddy, Christian Fourier. Uh thanks for a little time for our six rings podcast. Can't preview, my guy. Um, I know you gotta get you gotta attend to your uh family obligations right now, and then we'll hear you later on the radio today. And you get to talk socks and everything else. We'll keep the football into the bargain. I know exactly, right? You know you're welcome right, here boy, anytime. Thanks. Anytime, hey, buddy.
3: All right. I can't believe I can't believe you waited. I got it took this long for me to get an invite. It's really I, remarkable. I,
2: I wanted to show some respect for your appreciation of summer, tequila, uh, and family sure. time. All right, and but then you right, said, have- I can give you 12 minutes between
1: 1045 yeah. and 11. <laughs> <year> on time. <laughs> well, listen, it, I, I am
3: a
2: pretty big deal today. Like, I'm, okay, I really yeah. have a
3: lot going on today. Big deal
2: or no big deal. Christian Fourier joining Six Rings Pod. All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See right. ya.